Welcome to Peter's Podcast, where we talk about real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living. Thanks for joining me. My dear friend and colleague, Ulrika Norbury, is a yogi raj, yoga teacher, trainer, and author. She has been a filmmaker and a journalist and continues creative pursuits in addition to leading yoga and meditation workshops and trainings. My wife and yogi Raj Wendy Newton and I caught up with Ulrika on her long family journey this year in Thailand, while Wendy and I are in Perth, Australia. We talk about the power of using classical yoga texts as part of the practice. I'm always delighted to hear what both of these two are thinking about. I hope you enjoy our chat. Here we go. Hi, Ulrika. Hello. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Peter. So. Hi, Ulrika. Ulrika is in Hi, Thailand. Wendy. We are in Australia, having just come from Bali and about to go back to Bali in a little bit. And we're talking about our workshop in Stockholm. How globetrotting is that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, pinpointing the world, eh? Yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of intriguing that we ended up circling the same area at this time. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah, it's, we're actually and it's in also this... thanks to thanks to technology, it feels like we're in the same room. I know. Uh, yeah. Same time zone. And Ulrika, you're about to start a training there in Thailand with Chiang Mai. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, a retreat. So the uh -huh. first uh, week is a retreat uh, about uh, like how to detox our minds and spirits. Um, in various ways, we can do that from from um, all the inputs of of everyday life and the world. And the second week is a little bit more in depth for teachers regarding. Um, consciousness. So we're going to focus on how to manifest whatever we need in order to create some clarity and purposeful living, I guess. Very so, cool. Mm -hmm. And yeah, how it's going to be interesting. How yeah. do you, um, without giving away all the secrets of the retreat, can you give me a sort of top level on what is the difference between manifesting all the things you need and somehow magically getting what you want? Um, I, um, I think that when we stop focusing so much on what we want and instead be more mindful of uh, and, and like more uh, inquiry around what we actually need, then all the things it's just going to come our way yeah you know? and, and that per se it's going to be successful because then we use our inner resources instead of asking you know to have something that we we don't so i think to me that's that's living a more authentic and and um life and much more true to the situation and the, the given moment and um 
knowledge and experience that we have because I, I don't I don't really see it as a that you can have everything in regards of of looking at everyone else I think you can have everything within your own self and and a lot of the times we need some solitude in order to to actually start to experience nothingness and stillness because in that stillness everything that you have will will actually be somethingness so to speak mm-hmm. so um i think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people sometimes go on retreats because they so desperately seek that that void that 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 space of where you can hear yourself think and where you can mm-hmm. reflect and and be with other people that has like the same they're on the same kind of path um and it's hard enough. I mean, like, like sometimes I think it's hard to go on retreats as well for people because, you know, like people maybe compare, compare each other's journeys and, 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 and levels of success, you know, according to whatever norms they're coming from. And, and I think that that's really, really important to, to communicate. Um, you know, and it's very difficult, I think, to be an individual in groups and to be groups amongst individuals. I think yeah. that's a huge challenge for us yeah. all. Yeah, the yeah. dynamics um, of that. Yeah, people's yeah, stuff comes uh, up. Yeah. And I mean, like, if, if you can come to a point in life where you feel like you can be more or less free um, from that and you can be you can be your own best friend and you can be alone, um, comfortable, you know, comfortably be on your own, but also comfortably be yourself amongst others. And I think that's, that's the key to success because that's to me, it's integrity and and, and integrity comes insight. Mm -hmm. Uh, And through insight, I think um, comes a lot of creativity and and the ability to, to manage, you know yearnings or dreams and see where they go but because you lose kind of like the the need to succeed you know like and 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 um instead you're you're having fun trying out new things and the competition goes away exactly the competition goes away and i think the 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 person we compete with the most is ourselves um and um, if we can get out of our own ways and just have more fun with it, it's like, yeah, I'm just going to try this for a second. If it mm-hmm. works, it works. Then right. it usually does because um, you're able to see what the situation needs or, you know, ask for help from others. And uh, you, 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 you kind of loosen that pretentious side of things. Yeah. And life becomes a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. And the ir- irony of it all is like it, it, it just gets you to be more successful. Yeah. So. Love it. So we are um, going to meet up in Stockholm in May and oh, yeah. spend some days chatting about three uh, sources of wisdom that we draw on a lot and those are from wendy 
the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. Yeah. And from you, Ulrika, which... It's the Giranda Samhita, one of the Hatha Yoga texts. And from me, the Bhagavad Gita. And we're going to be looking at yoga practice and living sort of in the way that you have already alluded to, like how do you find the the big expression of who you are not to dampen your expression and how to live in a way that feels satisfying and right. Yeah. And also what these three texts kind of each uniquely and possibly collectively somewhat have to say about how that gets embodied in our living rather than just in the conceptual place of thinking about yoga, but rather that they are texts that point to yoga. And yoga being both something that happens in a practice space and in life itself. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I'm also always so intrigued and it always amazes me because every time I open these books, I learn something. Exactly. Even though I have read even though I've read them before, I was different at the time when I was reading them. Um, and since the text is still, but I'm moving, I I evolve, you know, and every time I, I so, so they're, they're kind of like a, a station that I can check into from time to time. And then I get to see uh, my growth and uh, the level of insight to revisit them again and again. And, uh, I got a great advice once and, and, uh, from a teacher and, and she said to me, like, you know, just read them and whatever, you know, like the first read, you, you're probably going to grasp 1% and the second time, maybe 2% and, and then maybe the third time, 55%. And uh, it doesn't really matter because it's what's in between the words in between the texts that's that's where the yoga comes alive you know like 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 in in that um between you and the words between you and the pages uh yeah. you're able to see growth and progress in the mind and the body and the spirit and 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 what's really interesting with these three texts is that the yoga sutras is more around the mind component whereas the bhagavad gita is like the spirit and soul and 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 the hardship of being human and the bigger picture micro and the micro and then the Garanda Samhita comes down to like lots of like like hands-on practical stuff what happens when we for example uh, observe a candle yeah, for uh, you themselves. know in various ways exactly so yeah. there are so many interesting little micro universes in our in ourselves to be explored. So I, that's what I love about the text. Yeah. Like these are like universes of exploration. You have yeah. to be an explorer, an adventure to dive into these texts. Absolutely. And I think. Yeah. Wendy was saying the same thing in terms of uh, with working with the sutras this week in our training in Perth, that the reading of the book is a kind of practice in itself. And you said the, the, you know, the in between the words and you it's, that is such a nice thing that I, I, I never really hear, but so much in myself, because I've also read these books over and over. You come to a, 
an understanding of what the book is talking about from your own experience. Like you, like it's almost like you could then write the book at a certain point because you know what they're talking about. Yeah. And, and that's such a beautiful a way to engage with these texts. I also think that because the writers of these books, and we don't necessarily even know who they were, but if we consider it to be a, a foundational text of a practice, or even you could say a sacred text, then we ha- kind of have to understand that it, it was written down not from the place of like, I have something to say, but it was written down as a way of conveying the Shakti of a practice or of a wisdom tradition. And so it's, it's very intentional work and it, it implies, or it's sort of like, I don't know, we could, we could um, assume in some way that it has something to say to us individually that like through our own practice and creativity if we if we keep tapping back in as you say and we keep seeing where we are in our own practice that it it it's it's sort of um a way of really bringing the the lineages and the traditions and the the shakti of the of the original intention to life through our own receiving of and integration of the of what of what's of what's in there and how we receive it because otherwise they just go flat otherwise these texts could just get lost and you know if we read them as if they were just some kind of you know thing to be studied and cataloged and taken a test on then we're kind of missing the point of 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 these particular kinds of texts that's it's, it's a it's a little bit of um, a finer point that I just think is so, for myself, it's so important because, you know, otherwise sometimes I'm just on Google, <laughs> you know, otherwise I'm just kind of reading in, in some, in some intellectual place that's, that's not plugged in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, you know, I, I really like to communicate yeah. that to people about these texts. It's not, as, as you say, it's not about getting it. Like it doesn't matter how much of it you get. It matters that, that you get what you got, you're working with you it. know, and that's really important. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like I hear a lot of people say that, you know, like, or they interpret that saying like yoga is all about 99% practice and 1% theory. And I agree with that. But, but a lot of people think that that means not, relating to the ancient texts whereas for me when i have read them all they all imply you know imply that we do the practice it's just universal experiences you know well, like from also, thousands and you know thousands of years and other people right also exactly. define practice like study and contemplation are as much part of the practice the sadhana according to these traditions as asana but we've got it a little bit turned around in our contemporary world because we start so much from the physical and it's not that it's not about the physical but also the you know once i mean yes the, the the text that i'm reading is the sutras and it is about that that you know in some ways about the mind and the the conceptual 
um, the conceptual part of the practice. But if we go practicing a tradition that we don't understand the map, the original intention and the map of, we can go, we can, we can reduce the, 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 um, uh, our ability to unpack it in all of its dimensions and what I think that the texts give us, whether it's a text that's more, you know, about the practical aspects of things or whether it's, you know, about the, you know, how we approach it from a spiritual point of view or from the level of the conceptual part of it, it, it gives us that map of, of what's, what's kind of on offer as a practice rather than just anything that we think that it, you know, it's not about what we think it is necessarily. Um, you know, it's a, it's about the the interaction or the relationship between what's gone before and what's what we're bringing to it and how we're how we're moving it moving it forward and bringing it into our yeah. lives. And you know, that's kind of the the hallmark of it for me. Um, Peter and I have been talking, our, our training this week is called Living Yoga. And that is um, kind of where I've gotten to with the text that it's, it's about how to inform that, how to, how to inform our actual living of the practice in all its dimensions. So I don't know if that's clear, but I just, I feel so passionate about it um, that it opens up a, um, kind of more dimensional space around what we think of in our contemporary yoga as practice. You know, that we're, we, we shy away from this feeling like we're supposed to study about it, but we forget that s- contemplation and study are part of knowing what the, what the practice is, uh, b- being in right. the practice. It is the practice. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're all sold. (laughs) The three of us like what we're doing. (laughs) We like yoga. We like yoga texts. We'll be right back with our conversation. But I wanted to ask you to please support Peter's podcast on Patreon.com. I'm running Peter's podcast kind of like a drop-in yoga class where you show up, you enjoy the class, you drop some money in the box when you leave. Except instead of having a box, since we're on the internet, I ask you to use Patreon as the box. Go to patreon.com slash peterspodcast and support the podcast for any amount that you like. Thanks so much. Here's the rest of our conversation. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 think, I think the beautiful thing about our workshop and, and our idea around the workshop is to make it uh, come alive, you know, in exactly. each and every individual, rather than just stuffing a lot of information into people's heads and throats, rather than, exactly. you know, like going into a smorgasbord, having a couple of taste, you know, it's like, okay, let's explore, you know, like, because that, that is what these texts are to me. They're, they're not yeah. Bibles or, you know, s- certain things that we need to be, or it's just suggests like, okay, try this um together and in your you know lonesome and see where you end up and and something that i really really love 
to see, you know, because I'm also um, a dreamer and I dream a lot and I, I, I would like to see more of this in the future. Um, people coming together and talk about the texts in a more exploratory ways because, you know, they allow us not to forget that we're biological uh, and human beings, you know, like that, that we're more than the screens and the artificial stuff. It is actually something much more. We get connected with our history uh, across cultures and borders, languages. I mean, like, who said it's right to, to like to read from left to right or right to left or up and down and down and up? You know, like we read in so many different ways. You know, like we. So I think these scriptures are universal and super, super, super important. And um, I think it's just the right time in history right now because a lot of people need to come together. Exactly. Uh, we've been we've been too much on our own, I think. And, 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 and a lot of people I meet just, just like, okay, let's do this together. Let's start community, like the community feeling, but, and the sense of family and friendship and, 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 and building like real, real relationships. But I, I do think we, we, we lack the ability to build the most important relationship and that's with our own self and our own spirit yeah and befriend the spirit befriend the mind and befriend the body because like i i i think we can all like sign to that like there are days when you question yourself on all levels or one level uh, and where do we turn to like before people had religion you know like and now people have science then what yeah, it's not not enough. You know what? Yeah. It's not enough. You know, and maybe well, it's not we fulfilling need... the function that it once fulfilled. You know, it's not well, bringing it's not people together. The function yeah. that the earliest religion fulfilled, yeah. or the spiritual practices that are you know the basis of yoga. And I I think Ulrika, something you said is exactly the words I was thinking that the time is right because there's been enough of an exploration of simply using yoga in the physical way and to start dabbling with it a bit in meditation and the, you know this whole craze of mindfulness that's everywhere and to it's the, the time is ripe for a richer understanding of how those things relate to each other and how to make a complete practice that includes the practice um, of living and you know our, our title living large it's like you know it's this fun play on in our media you know we think about living large as being like those who have made it or those who are know how to live but this is like doing that from this rich deep spiritual tradition that is holistic in the best way like in the way of connecting self to self you know small self to big self and individuals to each other community which teacher is to student exactly. the whole thing which is exactly what's missing and what goes missing when we are so sort of intent upon gaining stuff or gaining information or in some way the acquisition of of things or practices or yeah it's it's 
you know, and the, and the thing that really strikes me is that when you go to the texts themselves, whether you get 1% or 99% of it when you dip in, is that, you know, it, you find that this is what they're saying in one way or another, right? They're, they're talking about how to connect self to self, small self to large self. And they're talking about how to connect self to self, self to other. And they're talking about how to live in equanimity with what is out there and how we can, how we can really pull that off. And I think that there's a contemporary language about how to say that, about how to talk about that, how about how to really create that with each other, that that's, we don't have to really reinvent the wheel. It's, it's in these texts. And I, I do really think I'll say it again, that they were written with that express purpose, you know, for, for us in all the ages to come, to dip back in and to remember how to do that. You know, it's not, you know, we're humans and we have that capacity. So, you know, but we've kind of gone, I think we can go way off when we do think we're just that screen. You know what I mean? When we do think it's just about like the, the transaction. So, um, or the, you know, the, the screenization of yoga as well, you know, where it's Mm -hmm. like, here's a quote from Rumi, or here's a picture of me doing Nataraj Asana. You know, those are fine things in the right balance but there's this tendency now yeah and over you know it's funny it's like we we've been talking about like the nature of attachment and then the nature of like excessive attachment like attachment isn't bad you know being involved in life is not bad but it's the the getting stuck in the involvement in it that's that gets problematic and i think it's the same with like that that the way that we organize the our life on screen or our life, you know, it's it's not bad to market yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just when you forget that there's something behind it that that it becomes problematic and people lose sight of what's actually being marketed. Yeah, I think the Bhagavad Gita talks about that. I think that yeah, I think it's true. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I see sometimes these texts as like roadmaps and and like more of a mirrors you know like they rather than um you know going to these texts looking for like how should i be how should i eat how should i stand how should i practice they're more of a like asking you questions like 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 wanting wanting you to reflect and digest and absorb them and uh, fail and fall and succeed it's like where are you in all of this mandala of, a, of 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 human expression you know like if, if, if you can carry them that's that's solidity that's that's pure strength that's pure freedom yeah. and that takes practice exactly um and 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 through practice you cultivate i i think it's one of the most important traits in a human and that's courage you know like courage to stand in your own own self it's difficult but mm-hmm. Once you do that, um, that's that's where you find your light, um, and that that is something no one can take away from you, and that's like the sacred soul of 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 our being. However, in many you know, like in in a lot of these texts, there are also stuff from a historical point of view that's not relevant anymore. Right. So exactly. that that's that's also something worthwhile talking about um 
rather than us going back and 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 actually do think that we have to sit in kodung and stuff like that i mean yeah uh, we also get to when we communicate this together in a group something that i have i i really love is that we learn how to think in symbolical terms like what does this symbolize uh, and 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 what could what could uh, this be in in my world like can i look at this being something like staying in a hut with cold dung what does that mean what could that mean in my world so it also you know stems a lot of creativity in, in ourselves and in our minds to use our minds um and i that's 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 where i think you need a moderator like someone who has been reading these and, and and dipping their toes in a little bit more than you have you know to to get you to take the first first few steps into these texts to be more familiar like how to read them or ways to read them you can read them in so many different ways yeah you yeah. just took the words right out of my mouth i was gonna sort of do a little plug for that like when we come together to do this workshop with each other in in Stockholm in May that each of us will be um, sort of leading the discussion on the text that we've been working on and are have really digested like almost like pre-digested for ourselves so that we can share from that real place of um, of, of passion and and knowing and you know as much as we're able and then we're going to do one day together to kind of like meld and sort of hold space for people to come with all their questions and all their juicy um, integration. So I think it, I just, I just love, I personally am very excited about that format that we get to do with each other because I think we all really appreciate that in, in each other's work, you know, that there's this depth around, you know, a specific direction and then, you know, sharing from that place so that people can kind of dip in at whatever level they're, they're at and and just kind of get inspired and get and get um, informed, you know, get like you know to to how about how to maybe um, start to do that more with each other and with themselves. So I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, like people are getting a whole practice. I mean, like um, I think it's also people might uh, ask if we're going to involve any physical practices and, and and I will most certainly and definitely you know like we all going to bring in breath and and meditation and exactly reflection and kriyas and asana uh, because that's when when it comes alive yeah i've been um starting to talk about my work on the sutras as um as embodied and to do a lot of um, engaging work, like different ways of bringing people into the into the um, into the experience, whether it's like through um, writing or um, like one-on-one -on -one discussion, and then bringing that to the group, and 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 also meditation and kriya, and giving time to to physiologically digest it, so that it's. Um, you know, sort of beyond the the mental, you know, the mental striving to to hear to to hear the the concepts. Mm. I'm very excited. Yeah, and um, I think I'm saying the same thing, and maybe just a slightly different perspective. But 
The texts exist and they're made to be read and used by people of all the times and in the time that you find yourself, which is right now where we find ourselves, we are reading these texts and interpreting them for our culture and our time. And part of that interpretation is going to be the way that others who are attending the workshops hear them and are integrating them in their own studies. And so that discussion makes the thing alive and the text keeps us true and we keep the text valuable, you know? Yes. So it's a, a joint rebirthing of this wonderful wisdom that's being passed down. Yeah. It's a rejoined custody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got a new contract. Cool. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know how we could top that. Yeah. But um, I do want to I do want to know, Ulrika, you've been on a journey, and what's what's uh, what's coming up? You're at what point in this long world tour that you're on? Oh my God! Yeah, we um, we've been you know on the on the road now for I don't know what is it four months or something, and um, it's uh, it's it's been great because. Um, it's been what we hope to be, you know, like we've, we've grown closer to each other. We can spend each moment with each other and we it's thought your whole it was going to be harder to, yeah, it's my husband and myself and our two kids. And, and it's just uh, quite extraordinary when you get to like spend 24 seven with, with, with people like that and how you grow together, how you can have a conversation for three hours, so to speak. And, and um, yeah, it's very healing in so many ways. And um, we, we try very, very hard not to overload our senses, but just to experience a little bit more. Um, yeah. So we're going to be here in Thailand for a month. And then, and then after that, we head off to Japan which we are very excited about. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, so we'll, we'll keep see. posted on um, what you're up to. Yeah, we've been following on Instagram <laughs> and other ways. So yeah. your, your kids are very lucky, Yeah, I think, to yeah. have such an experience. Yeah. Yeah, we are very lucky to have them in our lives. You know, I don't think we would have done it in this format on you know if we wouldn't have them so um they teach us so many things you know and especially like different lenses to lenses to, to look on, on life you know like like from a nine-year-old perspective and from a 14-year-old you know she just turned 14 and and you know we see different things and um you know, like when we 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 been hiking quite a lot in New Zealand because I I love hiking and Magnus love hiking and it's so nice because we see different things. Like Magnus might see the tree and Olivia might see the leaves and Edgar might see the roots and I see, you know, the colors and then all of a sudden, you know, the whole experience comes more to life. You know, when 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 you share that moment of just staring at a 
a tree that's 14 meters high, you know, like, and you can't even hug the tree because it's <laughs> just like the trunk is so huge mm. and learn about the history. And it's been there for like, what, like 400,000 years. And I mean, I, I can't oh even my grasp God. my head around a tree that's been standing for hundreds. It's like, that's, that's just, wow. You know, mm. like then we start to make fairy tales. Like, okay, what has this tree heard? Mm. You know, like, like who who has it seen? You know, like who's who's been living in that tree? You know, yeah. and, and 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 how many? So it's it's really really interesting because um, we you know we're homeschooling the kids, but but they've learned beyond <laughs> yeah. uh, what what you what you learn in a textbook. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, like if if I would have gotten this when I was a child, I, I would have probably maybe not even need yoga <laughs> growing up for some, you know like the, because it is yoga this is yoga you know like this is yeah. this is like living it um yeah which is really really cool so um yeah i i i feel very very blessed that my my husband is alive and and, and um that we were able to to do this together yeah. so awesome yeah it's like a new start for us yeah. all so it's um it's gonna take the rest of our lives to digest it yeah <laughs> we're so very glad for Thank you and you. we send the biggest hugs to magnus and the kids and yeah. can't wait to see you all when we get to sweden in may when you're all back and i know yeah and hear the tales i know edgar 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 just said that he really likes your beard <laughs> peter <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, because Ma Mag Magnus just shaved his off. Oh so he no! Has his, like, yeah. So he's he like, that's so nice. beard anymore. <laughs> well, I will maintain so, the beard. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, Gandalf, you know, someone yeah, right. has to be Gandalf. Someone yeah. does. Yes. All right. Yeah. So great to talk to you. I'm so excited for May. I hope. Yeah. Uh, I hope we get to see many people. Yeah. Yeah, and the uh, best best uh, to everyone in Perth, and um, enjoy your training. Yeah, thank you. And Bali. Yes, thank you. Okay, Ulrika. Okay. All right. Namaste. Yeah. Namaste. Lots of love. Namaste. Love. That's today's episode. Thanks a lot for listening to Peter's podcast. I hope that you find real yoga, actual happiness, and deep living through your practice. Please support me on Patreon, rate the podcast. Namaste. Namaste.